Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 104. Sitting next to me for the first time. In a long time, at least. Well, usually you're on the other side of me, even if you are sitting. Like, Dilla is usually sitting Absolutely. to my left. But he's on vacation, so we commandeered his his crib for the pod. We got Doge sitting next to me. Doge, how are you, man? I'm great, man. It's good to be here. Had a nice, nice drive down 71 from Cleveland to here. Got go. in for the late night pod sesh, and uh, we're ready to rock. Oh, yeah. We're ready to rock and roll. Throwing a big party at Dill's house afterwards. Looking forward to it. Banger. Lots big of chicks banger. coming over. Lots of chicks. Dill. <laughs> be a first. <laughs> How's it going down there in old Tampa Bay? Well, thank you guys for the introduction and thank you for uh, watching my house. Yep. And shouts out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's it's honestly it's a little bit chilly down here in Florida. Um, it's not something I. Uh, you know, you, you think about Florida and you're like, yeah, it's hot. You're around, right? A little bit nippy. A little bit nippy. Especially at nighttime. But honestly, man, today was beautiful. It was like 70 and sunny the whole day. Um, Get out of here with the chilly talk if it's right. 70 and sunny, bro. <laughs> it was 32. Just, it was a high being, up in Cleveland today. Low and, low to and 19. Low and 19 coming back for you, Dill. So enjoy it. You are used to going outside and immediately sweating <laughs> in Florida. Now you can go an entire day and you're just kind of, you're good. You don't even, you know, you don't even break a sweat. No, the, only, the only reason you're sweating in Ohio is because you put on seven layers and then you like walk into your house and before you can get all your layers off, you're just like, holy shit, I'm so hot. Like that's why you start to sweat in Ohio right now. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like you need to be a snowbird, Dill. You might have to get a, a winter he, home down there. He already is, dude. He's, yeah, I've I've been wanting to, but um, he yeah, migrates I mean, south, dude. When sure. we uh when we flew into Tampa on Friday, um, it was great. We'll get into a little bit more later about what all's happened on the trip so far, but um, yeah, I'm actually down at a place right now that well, you've probably you've probably never heard of Doge. Maybe you have just because I've talked about it, but uh, you heard of. It's a real place. I'm telling you. It's a real place, guys. Have you heard of Sanibel Island? I have. Because my, my family my family lives down in Bradenton, and uh, my dad wow. grew up in that area. Crazy. Okay. I don't know if I knew that or if Suck I just don't know yeah. that. Watch your yeah. mouth. Hey, you know what? I'm just making sure that I do my due diligence. That's all. Just making sure you guys have heard of it. I've so. got some ties, some some family ties to Sanibel. Oh, the old mucky duck out there? Yeah. Yeah, good. Sat outside right on the beach. Had lunch today at the muck. No the red no red tide this time? No. No, it was... It that was, was trash can. Could, that was trash can Jones, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. That was... <clears throat> yeah anyway you know what's yeah, not so bad this, uh, yeah. this pod's not so bad it's not so bad, it's not so bad. episode 104 we got the 2004 champs so we might yeah. start we might start remembering some of these now boys a little fourth grade action here me and dill this is the first one pistons red Sox, 
Patriots. And Wally's down there, old Tampa Bay Lightning, baby. Yeah. Heck yeah. Back to back for old Tommy boy, of course. Um, It might be the last time we see back to back here on this list for NFL. Should he do it again? This is the first one. I don't think he hits back to back again, does he? Mm-mm. Are you saying Tom? Yeah. I, no one does. Oh. <clears throat> well, next next episode we'll have it, right? No. Oh, was he 03, 04? Yeah, because Buccaneers were 02. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, it's the couch, man. It takes it out of me. It's I'm not true. used to this. It's true. You're in a whole different zone. Well, let me tell everybody what we got today. We got a great show. So... We we gotta we gotta push a quarter back because we had a great time with our first quarter. So don't you worry. We got a surprise quarter coming for you next show. We've already got it whipped up. It's gonna be great, but don't worry about it because our fresh it's dude. It's gonna be a good one. Don't you worry. The fresh first we had today was so fresh, was so first it became a fresh first and second because we had such a good time talking with JC from the Quack Talk podcast. And the man, the myth, the legend, Polar Bear, Jackson Lawrence. So, we had a good time talking ducks with them. We got a, got into some college football. We chopped it up for a good while there. So, that's going to that's gonna be about the first hour of our show. So, enjoy that coming up here in our first quarter. And then, uh, in our third quarter, we're going to do a little quick, I and mean, we got to because it's, it's a big NFL week. It's Thanksgiving week. We got games on Thursday. We got to decide a little guess the lines week 12 here coming in. So it's going to be a good one. And then in the fourth quarter, I mean, we're going to pull up. We're going to pull up to the old kitchen table and we're going to build our plate here. So obviously we're going to have turkey on the plate. It's Thanksgiving, but we're going to give you four or five different sides that we like to have on our plate. So we're going to build that plate for you here come fourth quarter. But first things first, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at Doge. He's, I mean, I've never seen somebody so limber right now. I mean, he's might be warmed up, stretched out, but it doesn't matter. We still got to warm it up. It's the first thing we do in the show. Dill, not looking so limber down there. So let's let Dill go first. Dill, warm it up for us. What do you got for us tonight? Yeah, thanks, guys, for uh, giving me this one. Yeah. But, like we talked about, you know, I flew down to Tampa on Friday, you know, kind of got settled into the hotel we had downtown Tampa. Honestly, super dope hotel. I was telling Teach that we need to get our group of friends and get to some bougie, you know, shit like that. Um, but, but right outside of my window, what do you think is there? None other than Amelie Arena, home of the Tampa Bay Lightning, of which uh, attended the game on Saturday against the New Jersey Devils. Uh ended up being a 5-3 loss after, you know, we kind of gave that one away. So, uh, it's a little disappointing, but it's it's all right. You know, what I didn't like, and I really wish I had, is I got to witness my first penalty shot in an uh, NHL game. Well. Guess who it was, Tage? I mean. One of two names. You got one of two names. There's only two people it could... I mean, there's truly only one guy it should be. Say it. Just say it. I mean, it's got to be Brayden Point. Oh, it was BP, baby. The other guy could have been, would have been Stamkos, because he's just straight goat, but he's too old now, I think. So... And obviously Vic, had, you could go Vic Hedman, but I mean... 
Scott would be beat. Stamkos had the game winner in the shootout on Sunday against the Wild. He was the only one who scored in the shootout, so shouts out. You are correct with that. He's a GOAT. And you are also correct with Brain Point taking the uh, penalty shot. But he didn't make it. Mm. So, a little bit of momentum. Brain Point also is out indefinitely now after the hit that he took that got the penalty shot awarded. Um, he got hit from behind, got crashed into the uh, into the iron of the post, and then shoulder and like wrist, arm got just. I mean, Yeesh. he blew up on the board. So it he was blew I mean, up. He was down. Like I mean, he he just like <laughs> slammed that thing. Like I mean, dude, it was loud. Like I mean, you could hear it, and it was uh, it was kind of scary because he got up, you know, screaming, and we had pretty good seats, but I mean, you could hear him screaming, like. I mean, it was not something that you you, don't, you just don't hear it. So um, right, not yeah, something was, you want to hear though. at least. That's for sure. Yeah, it was it was a good uh, it was a good game. I like being down there. It was my first time being to that stadium or that wow. arena, excuse me, um, for a non playoff game. So it was cool just going to a regular season game. Great seats. Thank you for the uh, the seats, the cheap oh, seats. Shouts out to the cheap seats. TCSN hooking it up. They always hook it up. Even though I talked about hockey, it was a little bit cold in here with a little nice time with Dill. I'm warmed up. So, James Doge, what you got for me? Dozier? Warmed it up. There's uh, certainly a man that... Well, he's hot right now. Was was on a hot seat, but the seat was pulled right out from under him. Old Dan Mullen, Florida football head coach, fired uh, this week after having the worst conference record... Since 1979 for Florida. Not looking good. Uh, Dill was mentioning it with our Quack Talk guys, but the, the recruiting just hasn't been there, and he hasn't been able to coach up his boys, so it was time to time to pull the plug and get him out of there. So looking forward to seeing what sort of options we have moving forward and filling that role, and uh, hopefully they can recruit Florida a little bit better than, uh, than old Mr. Mullen did. But no more kisses uh, as they get off the bus from his wife, so... Guys are going to have to get used to some other sort of pregame ritual, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you might be able to still bring her on staff, pair, Miss Mullen, just pregame kisses. Look, well, maybe. It's going to be all right to pay her to give kisses to the player. It's a big NIL deal, you know? For, for some team. Name image, name, image, likeness for some. Uh, yeah, Miss Mullen. Probably, probably, <laughs> Probably should probably fly. stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they would ever... Maybe she wasn't kissing. I'm sure some other schools... Maybe that's why they're so bad is because she stopped kissing. I think I was going to say. I didn't You know, I didn't want to say, but I think... It's, it's not so much about the kiss as it is the family atmosphere and being as a part of a community and a team. I think that's what it was. And we didn't have that the last, you know, year. So... Sealed with a kiss. The kiss sealed the deal. I mean, nothing gets you more fired up. Hey. A little kiss, kiss a wet kiss on the cheek. From your coach's wife. <laughs> oh. She will be missed, I guess. I'm sure she will be. Jesus. T, what you got for us? Boys. Yeah, I need to warm it up, but Celtics do not right now. They're hot. Won eight of their last 11. Specifically, my boy, 
Jason Tatum shaking off the rust a little bit here. Not sure if he was adjusting to the new ball. And from Spalding to Wilson this year, I think that's messing a lot of people up. It's got to be it. So I think that may be what was going on, but don't quote me on that. But tell me, tell me, Dill, let me know if these numbers sound good to you. Last four games. 34 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. 37 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. 33 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. 30 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Let's go, JT. That sounds like somebody you want on your fantasy basketball team, Teach. I wish, dude. My goodness. (laughs) Ash Brown, Tatum, Todd. Shout out to Nate Holler there. He's got them both. Yeah, the pick and roll podcast. Yep. Picking not pod and cast. Shots fired. Across the bow. Fire the cannons. I mean, hey, look. They did pick and they did roll, you know. They rolled right on out of the studio and haven't recorded in a while. Now we're, now we're getting. Now we're driving. We're shooting them now. We're shooting them while they're down. Careful. Careful. Shooting them while they're down. Jason Tatum looking hot. Jalen Brown coming back. Celtics got the Nets tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Probably tonight if you're listening to this pod. So, Give it a look out. I think it's on, uh, yeah, it'll be on ESPN. It's Wednesday, so check that out. But uh, let's move it on here. We're going to move on to our first quarter with the Quack Talk boys. We're going to talk a little ducks. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great time. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a special treat for you. It's Thanksgiving. We've got to bring in a bunch of family, a bunch of friends. So we're going to bring in some friends of the pod to talk a little ducks this year. We're going to bring in friend of the show. You've heard him before. The man, the myth, the legend. Polar B, Jack Lawrence. Jack, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing better than I was on Saturday, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that Ain't that the truth, my man. And I'm sure he's going to say the same thing here. Host, one of the hosts, excuse me. I know there's another host. I don't know his name, though. But we know JC. He's a good dude. He's the host of the Quack Talk podcast. Um, got a great show out there all about the Ducks, so give that a look out if you're rooting for the Ducks here. But, uh, JC, how are you doing recovering from the weekend, I'm sure? Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine, TJ. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure we'll talk uh, about it here in a, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. I, I survived heavy drinking all day long, um, so I'm alive and well. And uh, excited for more heavy drinking here coming up uh, for the holidays. Absolutely, Absolutely. especially especially with a big meal coming up for Thanksgiving. Good, good drinking, good eating holiday. Um, <clears throat> I guess yes. before we also, also, go to that, go also, ahead. Also, uh, shout out Devin. That's my co-host on Quack Talk. Yes, excuse me, Devin. I I apologize yes. for not. Uh... <laughs> we literally. I just went from one podcast to another. <clears throat> we literally just stopped recording. So. Nice. Moving on to the next one. I knew I knew it wasn't Derek, and I didn't want to be wrong, so I just was like, you know <laughs> what? I'm just going to say I don't know. A D it. name? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, be on the lookout. We'll be dropping our new episode uh, tomorrow morning, uh, six a.m. Uh, Pacific time, nine a.m. Uh, East Coast time for you guys. Heck yeah! Awesome. All right, well, it works. That's perfect. Love it. <clears throat> um, okay, so let's just get right into it, boys. Um, Polar Bear, we'll start with you first. What the heck happened on Saturday? What's going on with the Ducks? They looked like they were a machine earlier this year when we watched them live and we were all talking last year. Or not last year, earlier this year. Feels like last year, my gosh. But what happened to the Ducks? What's going on with them right now? 
Well, in short case, the Ducks got absolutely uh, dismantled in every way, shape, and form. So shout out to Utah first and foremost. Um, but the Ducks offense has been pretty inept uh, this year. Uh, it's been slow, um, not great all around. Uh, I don't know if that's a Joe Moorhead thing or Anthony Brown thing. I hate to put um, that much pressure on a kid in college, but, you know, you come in with expectations and those expectations don't get met. You get disappointing uh, feelings. So I'll just say that. Um, And, yeah, we went, we didn't seem to care, and it showed, and I don't know why, but <laughs> I was left with a lot of questions after that game. And, you know, from questioning Mario Cristobal to questioning the entire team, I've been on one hell of a little closer this weekend. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> I'm sure. JC, it seems kind of like um, the Ducks kind of put all their chips in the basket when it came to playing Ohio State at the shoe there. And then they figured maybe we can kind of coast the rest of the year. At least that's what kind of seemed like to me. Is that what you were kind of picking up, or is that what you felt like happened this year? Uh, Before I answer that, hold on. As a uh, host of a podcast and executive producer, what is the language uh, rules for Uh, for, for your guys' – you just at you whether you can do it at the beginning or the end. You just need to apologize to Doja's mom. <laughs> okay, okay, that, that's fine because I I know if this is because in our podcast we let it we let it fly. But if I'll say it definitely it definitely those, slips out for us for sure. You, know. you you can do whatever you want. I'll explain it to my mom later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will pre I will pre uh, uh, apologize to Doja's mom. There you I, go. I'm sorry for what what I might say. Yes, we're um, we're sorry, Doja's yeah, mom. I, <laughs> but yes, uh, but get back to what you said, Teach. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I okay. just think Oregon um, just had a really good day that day. I predicted okay. them to lose that game, right? Uh, and, and and finish um, uh, ten and ten and two in the regular season with a loss at Utah. So I wasn't super upset about the, the outcome. On right. Saturday, because I kind of saw it coming, um, but I just, I just think Oregon—that was their. A lot of people go with like, "This is a team Super Bowl." Uh, I think that's just kind of they played as perfect a game <clears throat> as they could have in the shoe uh, uh, against right. the Ohio State, um, and it's just if if they played nine more times. Maybe they get one or two victories out of that, and then the rest are just thorough dominations uh, from um, the Ohio State. Uh, but the, you're talking about you know the, the Utah game, as I said earlier, I, I predicted a, a loss right. at the beginning of the year. How how we do it on the show is uh, before the first game, we go through mm-hmm. uh, game by game and just predict win losses. Right. Uh, and then on the week of the game, we predict uh, score outcomes. And we hold um, either myself or Devin accountable. Like, all right, in August, you predicted a loss in week 10. And now Oregon may be rolling right. or looking like dog crap. you got to stick with that. Okay, um, love that. And so uh, my co-host Devin predicted a victory. 
uh, but was kind of hesitant. It was like, ah, I don't really, we may not win. I predicted a loss in the beginning of the season. I was like, all right, this, this team, Utah's a good team. Yeah. Um, so sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset. Uh, but like I just talked about on Quack Talk, uh, Oregon is going to have to play Utah twice in three weeks. Mm-hmm. There is no scenario where this team is good enough to beat Utah twice in three weeks. So if we have to lose a game, I'm okay with losing the game Oregon lost on Saturday and then beating them in the Pac-12 championship and going to a, a Rose Bowl. Sure, yeah. Okay, well, uh, well that kind of answers one question. Um, <clears throat> I obviously don't think they're going to make, which I don't really think they really have a shot now either, to make the playoff. But you never know how stuff rolls out. But it sounds like you're more content with, hey, let's just get to the Rose Bowl. Let's win the Pac-12 um, yeah. and just have yeah. a, you know, you would need, call I'm, it a good season. I'm, I'm all – yeah, I'm all for anarchy, but that, I don't think there's <laughs> enough anarchy uh, to, to happen to get Oregon back in the in the college football playoff. And yeah, and, I'm with you. Um, I don't I, think so either. Yeah, I just this is something I literally just said to my co-host was uh, Oregon is not uh, to the ranks of like an Alabama or even a uh, Ohio State to where uh, we're disappointed by not making the college football playoffs, right? Uh, and then having like a quote unquote letdown game in a Rose Bowl. Uh, until, you know, hopefully one day uh, I, I live long enough to become disappointed with Rose Bowl appearances <laughs> because I'm just so used to college football playoff games and, and champions. Like I would, I would kill to, 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 to have that attitude. But right now, Oregon is just not that program. So right. I am more than, than happy with. Uh, a Pac-12 championship victory and a Rose Bowl appearance. I will be in Vegas, uh, hopefully, to see uh, Oregon play the Pac-12 championship nice. next week. Yeah. But, but we're yeah, but worst case scenario, they don't make it, and I'll just be drunk in Vegas. So win-win True. for me. Yeah, <laughs> can't go wrong either way. Vegas is a great place to be. Uh, 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 <clears throat> I could think of worse places to be. <clears throat> now, yeah, no there. shot. Go ahead. No shot. No shot at the playoffs anymore. That's out the window in the garbage, taken to the trash, uh, you know, <laughs> processed by a facility and, you know, turned into a child's toy now. Um, well, that's nice. And quite, and, and quite honestly, you know, like, I agree with what JC said. You know, if we're going to get our teeth, uh, you know, pushed in and put in the dirt and really shown, you know, what football is and we can come back and play well, you know, that can be a driving factor and I believe it'll be a huge factor this week. But, you know, it's really tough. It's me as a diehard fan of fan that watches every single game with, you know, tenacity and energy, you know, Watching a game like that and just having so many questions and not having any answers whatsoever, you know, <laughs> is uh, is very very frustrating. Absolutely, no there's no doubt, man. Especially when we watched, like you guys were saying earlier this year, maybe one of Oregon's biggest wins in the program history, like live, we were, we were at that game. So to see that and then have yeah. kind of a letdown like that the rest of the season is definitely a bummer for sure. So Yeah, I mean, I, I said it when it when it happened, is that that's the biggest regular season win in program history. Right. Uh, you know, the only thing I could think of in recent times, 
would be the Michigan State victory in mm-hmm. uh, Autzen that, that I was uh, at. Um, but even then, um, it's it's at home. Right. You have a really good team. It's it's a great victory, but not like the best. Being you know having a, t- a very young team like Oregon has, losing a lot of players uh, from the previous year, uh, going to the you know the shoe uh, against a, a very highly ranked uh, Ohio State, and and not just like squeaking out a victory, right. dominating. Right. And from from the get go, uh, thorough domination the entire time. Uh, that's easily the, the biggest win uh, in in program history. Right, without a doubt. Now, Polar Bear, you kind of brought it along in in your first little spiel there. You were talking about Meiji question Mario Cristobal. Now, do you think his job's safe? Are you sticking with him? Is this just the <laughs> is this the one weekend that you got to question him, or or what's his future looking like now? Mario Cristobal is safe as a as can be. You know, he's not going anywhere. Uh, I don't think he's going to go to. Man, I wish I would ask you on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, just because I, from what I hear, his wife and kids love it. And Eugene, he's very close with the community. And, you know, yes, he is from Miami. Yes, that's his alma mater. But, you know, if he left now, I think he would have a lot more bigger questions, like when Willie, uh, Slick Willie left (laughs) to Florida State. And what I mean by that is he would be pretty much going to his quote-unquote, like, they want to say, dream job and... Then he gets all that pressure to perform as well as possible, and you know unless he's taken you know half you know the defense with him with players, which God that would be terrifying. <laughs> uh, you know if he took Sewell with him, if he took Flo with him, and you know just took the all the good players with him to Miami, which. I kind of see it happening. I don't know which coach is going to do it, but I could see a coach being like, "Yeah, I'm just going to take my uh, players take that class down there for sure." You know, <laughs> you know yeah. but I don't think he's going anywhere. I I think he's got the Oregon job for as long as uh, he wants it. Uh, I would like him to hire a uh, different offensive coordinator. Or um, concentrate on scoring points because um, that was a problem in the last game. It was really evident we could not score, and that was partly why we lost. Other than the defense also got run over by a bus in the first quarter to um, giving up 21 points and you know but as a defensive player I, I gotta speak for him and say you know if you can't drive if you can't put up points and your defense consistently has to come back on the field and play and try to keep the other team from scoring and yes that is the main objective to do right but it's very very hard to keep that consistency 
at the top level where your offense isn't producing. And that is the biggest problem I see. You know, if you asked me like five years ago, like, oh, hey, Jack, you're, you know, you're, you're going to say that the offense is your biggest worry. I would have laughed in your face and say right. you had too much to drink. <laughs> well, you've said that to me before, so. <laughs> sweet, sweet, oh, sweet, naive polar bear. I'll say, I JC, just, so. You're um, so cute. You're so cute, polar bear. Uh, it I sounds like you got a different tune. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mike's yours. <laughs> Very worried. Uh, I was, up until this game, I was in the camp. Now, before I say what I'm about to say, I just want the listeners to know that, yes, I am a diehard Oregon Duck fan, season ticket holder for a decade. I'm currently in a full-on green and yellow room. The walls are painted green and yellow. Uh, Game-worn memorabilia on the walls. NCAA violations on the walls. Um, (laughs) But I also... Love me some hurricanes. I love the city of Miami. I've been there several times. Uh, I listen to a lot of Miami-based podcasts. I'm now I'm now officially worried that Mario might leave and go to the University of Miami. Wow. Just like what Polar Bear said, it is his alma mater. Um, it is his quote-unquote dream job, like we saw a handful of years ago with Slick Willie leaving for Florida State. Um, the big, the big uh, roadblock for uh, Mario leaving. Yes, he has already turned them down previously, and that's why the Canes have uh, 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 Manny Diaz for now. Um, Blake James, the the uh, athletic director, uh, Mario refused to work with him. He is out. So obviously, the new and that basically means Manny's out as well. Even though I think Manny should get another year or two just because I'm I'm not a huge fan of, of getting rid of coaches after um, two years I would I would make it a college football law that you have to have them for four years to, to go through a complete recruiting cycle right um, but obviously with the new athletic director he's gonna want he or she is gonna want their own coach yep. um, so that basically means Manny's out and you know Miami hasn't had a great season this year so it would be it would be justified to, to, to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if Miami can nail this uh, AD hire, which looks like the leader in the clubhouse is the previous uh, uh, Louisville AD that okay. got let go during that Adidas scandal. Right. Um, he, he, he is, I forget it. I'm trying to blank on his name, but he's done well from what I've heard from the handful of Miami podcasts I listen to. Okay. Uh, but, I just I don't know. I think the only the only way um, Cristobal doesn't leave is if Oregon offers him a, you know a little bit more money because right now the better job is Oregon. The better program from the beginning of time till now is the University of Miami. No ifs ands or buts. But right now. Oregon is closer to winning a championship than Miami is. And that has a lot to do with Mario. Uh, But I think he will do just fine down there if he leaves. Uh, The only thing I'm super worried about, and I I was talking to my co-host about this on our podcast, was if I could see into the future and be like, all right, I know Mario's leaving, 
if Oregon can back up the Brinks truck for Lane Kiffin, Ooh. I'll take that trade. Sure. I wow. love Lane He'd Kiffin. He'd be so much fun in Oregon, actually, man. Yes. Dang. Yes, because the way I sold it to my, my co-host was, Get all right, popcorn. Mario, is a, <laughs> Mario is a better recruiter, but not, not the dog on, on – uh, Lane, he's a he's a great recruiter. But I just think Mario's better. Right. But Lane is so much better as an in-game coach and, and an offensive mind than Cristobal is. To where I think that difference could help Oregon more than being you know, than being a better recruiter and a lesser uh, you know in-game coach because we've seen Oregon have uh, mediocre. Uh, recruiting classes, you know, top 15 to 25 and go to national champions or national championships. They haven't won them, but they've been there because they also have a good offense and, you know, an in-game coaching. So, and right now through Cristobal, we've seen great recruiting and lackluster in-game coaching to where I may want to kind of flip-flop that a little bit and maybe go back to not full-on Chip Kelly because I don't think Chip Kelly ever would have won anything at Oregon if he would have stayed for like 10 plus years uh, just because he wasn't recruiting the players that you need to play big boy football against the likes of Ohio State right, and, right. and Alabama in, in championship games. Um, and, and Lane is proven in the SEC. He's doing a fantastic job. Uh, and and, and old, old Miss isn't a great program. So if he could do that there, he could do wonders mm. at, at Oregon with Oregon's resources. Now I'm a <clears throat> excuse me. Now I'm a Gators fan, so my hope was that with the Dan Mullen firing right after that Mario Cristobal loss, that that Florida would just sign that check, cut the check, nine million dollar buyout, and just send Cristobal down there. You don't think that's a possibility at all? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I think that's wishful thinking. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm glad it you is very much Gators wishful fan. thinking. <laughs> So I recently have turned my – it was my COVID project. I turned my uh, garage bar – or my garage into a full-on bar. Um, and I have a buddy that lives in Jacksonville that I used to work with up here in the state of Washington. And he sent me a Gators flag. So I'll have to send sure. this to Teej. And, and he could show him. I got a Gators flag flying in my bar next chomp, to chomp, Duncan, yes. Duncan, I love Duncan Miami fans. It's, it's very confusing when people come in and see nothing but duck stuff. I got a wall painted green and yellow with – Miami Hurricanes uh, bar stools and flags, and then a, ca- a random Gator flag. That's getting back to Mario. Though, that's very wishful thinking. I think the only program Mario leaves um, Oregon for in the next five years is the University of Miami, solely yeah. because it is his alma mater. He's from there. He's Cuban. Uh, obviously, we all know. You know, mm-hmm. the, Miami right. is a very you know, Cuban town. And so it's just kind of it's kind of up to them if if they can prove to Mario with an AD hire and the fact that they're willing to spend on resources, you know, uh, uh, facilities around uh, the football program, which they haven't done. um, If they can guarantee Mario that and, you know, try to show him like, all right, we're we're changing our ways. We're not going to nickel and dime things like they have been doing. And uh, we're ready to go all into big boy football. Right. And I think it's just as 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 good as done. Um, and I think, sadly for us Oregon fans, it'll happen after the Pac-12 championship mm-hmm. uh, because I believe I read right where if Miami lets go of Diaz um, 
after December 1st, the buyout is a lot less than if they get rid of him before December 1st. So I think they'll hold on to him for a week. You you think Crystal Ball is the type of guy that would leave Oregon and after, let's say we win that Pac-12 championship, he just won three Pac-12 championships and he leaves to uh, a would-be Rose Bowl to coach in the Rose Bowl to go back to his alma mater. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying, JC. I, I know that like if they were a better team, it would probably scare me a lot more. Yeah. I am just so thankful that Miami has really kind of shot in the bag a couple years that that they're so so bad that it would be like starting over it's like he's um, getting the job at Oregon all over again and he's got a clue again he's got and now you know he's left on hey you just you know and yeah, he's a great recruiter, but I think that's, you know, Mario Cristobal from all I hear isn't a fake type of guy. <laughs> no, no, and, he, no and, he's, definitely, and, he's definitely not. And I don't so, think, like, yeah, I don't think that, you're saying that. I, I, I feel, no, but I feel, what I'm saying is, I feel like if he did that, his, his um you know, what he projects might be coming to question, which is why I said he could have a similar outcome of what happened to Slick Will Willie, who's now um, yeah. no way yeah. coaching. Yeah. See, I, you know, I, I, I get where you're going, Polar Bear, but I, I just think it's going to hurt, man. Trust me. I'm not – I being a – Miami being my second favorite team – I'm not going to be happy if Mario leaves my favorite team, team a team that I have tattoos on my body. I have duck ink on my skin right now. Quack, quack. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to hurt. Um, will his, his reputation take a bit of a, a hit? Yes, it will, especially us duck fans. Us duck fans can be very sensitive. Yep. Uh, I talk about on, on the show, talk about duck Twitter. Duck Twitter is a human cesspool. It's the worst place to be. Um, it's going to get ugly. It's going to be rough. But in the grand scheme of things, in a year or two, when he wins um, a Coastal, I'm not saying he'll win the ACC right away. Clemson is still a very good program in that conference. They're having a down year, yes, but I think they'll bounce back and be just fine. Um, but in the grand scheme of things of college football playoffs and, and just the college football landscape, no one's going to remember in five years, oh, he left a team that won a Pac-12 championship uh, in Oregon to go to his alma mater and most likely do very well there, as long as he does very well. Um, comparing him to Slick Willie, that's just because Slick Willie got what he deserved, and he was <laughs> a, a, a better recruiter than what Oregon had seen but in the grand scheme of things, not a phenomenal recruiter like Mario is, but then also a terrible in-game coach. So that can only last you so long. Right. And going to uh, Florida State, they just they got a quick trigger. 
You know, we're not used to that in the Pac-12. They, you know, you look at SC. SC held on to Clay Helton for like three years longer than they should have. The Pac-12 does not have a quick, twi- a quick trigger like the uh, uh, SEC and uh, ACC. I mean, talk about the Gators. Weren't the Gators just in the SEC championship last year? Yeah, they were. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it was a wonky COVID year, but they, they just got rid of their coach. Like that would never happen in the Pac-12. Whether you so, win, whether you win the Pac-12 or not, if you go to the title game, there is almost a zero percent chance you get let go the next year, no matter how terrible you are. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys can hear me well. Um, so, JC, kind of banking off of that real quick. One of the things I want to comment on is that I think that a lot of that is that we're seeing Dan Mullen's recruiting class starting to come into play. We've talked about yeah. recruiting. I think that he is able, like, he had good players when they came, when he came in. He's able to have sustained mm-hmm. success for the first few years. And then we've kind of seen the table fall off the, you know, off the map here where yeah. he gets his recruiting class in and it looks like this. Um, so, and it's, again, kind of going back to, like, the brands that you mentioned earlier, like Ohio State, Alabama. Those teams, if they aren't in the championship talk, it's a bad season for them. Yeah. So, what what is something that Crazy. Oregon would have to do to transition to that team? Because they're competing in the Pac-12 every year. What is different mm-hmm. about them that that expectation isn't there? Is it? It just, it just takes. It just takes time. It just takes time. That's that's really all it is. And and consistency. Yeah, I was just say consistency lu- for sure. Yeah, Bama's been lucky with having, you know, the greatest college football coach of all time. Uh, and just and just winning and winning quick, um, and that's just that's not something that's super realistic. Like I'm not even sold on Georgia is is, is how amazing Georgia is this year because I've seen them be you know a highly ranked team with uh, good recruits, and then and then they get you know they lose bad in the in, in the SEC championship, or they make it to the college football playoffs and get beat bad by you know a backup quarterback at, at, at Alabama. Um, so, you know, I'm not hundred percent sold on Georgia, but even like a, a Georgia, you know, it takes, it takes time. Um, and that's something you just, you gotta be patient. And, uh, at the SEC, obviously, like I talked about just a little bit ago, they're not patient. Um, and you just, you, you have to be patient and, and consistent, um, right decisions, you know, cause obviously when you become good, you have transfers, Oregon seeing, you know, players leave, uh, year after year. That's something Oregon fans are not used to. Usually if Oregon gets a kid, they're here for three years right. minimum, and then they go to the league or they stay for four years or five years. Um, now when you become, uh, you know, when you get closer to that upper echelon, you're going to have transfers, highly rated transfers, because they're not getting playing time. Mm-hmm. You're going to deal with um, other teams taking your defensive – you're not – your coordinators, not just defensive. Like uh, that's the craziest right, thing about Alabama. For sure, it's yeah. It seems like every year they lose an offensive or defensive coordinator. Like that's insane, and still be that good. It just takes time and consistency. Right hires, um, right recruiting class. You know, picking the right players, having highly recruited, um, rated recruiting classes, and then win. It just, it just, it just takes time, and you know, we can't all be. Alabama, sadly. <laughs> I wish we could. It would be a lot of fun. It seems I have Alabama fan. It seems like a lot of fun. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's 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 not Oregon right now. But I have faith that eventually 
you know, they'll they'll win a couple national championships. Do I think they'll ever be Alabama? God, no. That's that that's pie in the sky. Um, but yeah, I, I think eventually, you know, they'll be respected, you know, nationwide and and, and win a couple championships. Sure. Well, I would just like to uh, point out that I, I think Oregon is respected nationwide. They're just hated nationwide because everyone hates that uh, they're pulling a lot of the recruits out of the state. Um, I think last yeah. year we, the, we got... Pac- the, the, the Pac-12 gets no love, Polar Bear. Oh, no love. Not, 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 <laughs> from, not, not, not from the media. But I will say the people in general, they either love us or they love to watch us lose. And they love to say, hey, we told you you weren't that good, you know, after, you know, we lose to Utah. And it's like, well, Utah's not a terrible program and will probably be, you know, half the teams in your conference as well. You know, we're just not playing. You know each other year in year out, and that's right. something I would personally like to see. You know, I would like you know the schools to play each other more, so we can have a better idea of who should actually be in the you know playoffs. And you know, I don't want to talk about the playoffs too much because we're not going to be in them. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's just something that hopefully will happen. We'll, we'll schedule to play more ACC teams and uh, Big Ten teams in the future, I think. But the Pac-12 needs to be marketed better. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that was kind of Larry Scott's uh, oh. fault. You know, we, yes. we don't get any respect nationally, like, even when Oregon was doing well, you know, pretty much we were getting shared on by every yep. single media saying, oh, well, they're not actually that good, and it's like, well, they yeah. will still win. We weren't really that good. Our, our offense, I didn't think our offense was very good, but we were doing enough to win, and if we were in any other if we win the SEC, that would have been, oh, yeah, this team really grinds. This team knows how to cut out the close victories. And, uh, they got the hard nose and look them, and they'll only lose this by this much to this team. And the West really screwed them on this off, call. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Back to back to our rest, man. It's a saying. It's a saying, man. Back to our rest. It's, 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 it's comical. Um, but, like, this this sums up the Pac-12 as, you know, a shitty conference. Last, two weeks ago, Oregon played Washington State at 7.30 local time, 10.30 <laughs> East Coast time. That's your best team. Your second best team, Utah, played on the Pac-12 network. Right. That roughly 60% of people in your own territory can see. Not everybody in your own territory could even watch your second best team. Unless you guys travel, would you ever be on Big Noon? Uh, pro- no, probably. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I know that's well, yeah, the, I, I know just, that's pretty huge. 
Like, not unless it's two ranked teams. Right. I'm I mean, I know Ohio play. State, Oregon was this year, obviously, but I mean, that's a massive mm-hmm. game. So yeah, like Oregon UCLA was, but that was only because it was UCLA in, in LA, and you know, whenever the LA schools do well, that's why you know a lot of people say, you know, for the Pac-12 to do well, the LA schools have to you know do well and. Yes, then then the media actually cares about the Pac-12. Um, yeah, I say but, I, I say it all the, all the time against you know the 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 liking of my friends and family. Like you want you want to be an SC fan, have SC be good, right. have them win all their games except against Oregon, and it makes the, the conference better because that's truly the only team that the whole nation honestly gives a damn about you know we can all you know that's coming from an Oregon fan like it's i just, wish it's just like having tiger woods on tour you know everybody, mm-hmm. it everybody's makes, it watching everybody now. better <laughs> yep everybody's so, watching yeah, you now you want you you want sc to be good so then people on the east coast that don't watch oregon games i'm not, not i'm not saying everybody does this but a lot of them do because a lot of the times we play at 7 30 it's like I wouldn't stay up for at ten thirty to watch a team that I don't really care all that about, and so like I'm not harping on the, the East Coast. I get it, uh, but with SC being good, yes, it, it raises the Pac-12 nationally, and then so when Oregon can beat them, like they have several times in the last handful of years, then it makes them like, oh, maybe Oregon is good this year. You know, so yeah, it's it's you definitely want SC to be good. <clears throat> all right, boys. Um... I think that's going to be all the time we have today, but let's try to see if we can't check in maybe after the Pac-12 championship, after maybe we beat Utah. We got a little more positivity on the pod um, next time. Uh, but I want to say, you got we'll something, Dill? Yeah, I was just going to say we'll see. Oh, never mind. Excuse me. Dill's got one for you. I'm wrong. Go ahead, Dilly. Um, I bet he's standing. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning after all I've just said. I'm leaning 60-40. He stays. Okay. Uh, close. I was, I was probably two weeks, two three weeks ago. I was probably more 85-90. He stays. Um, but I think it's just getting ever. Miami is doing the correct things to get him to leave. I, I honestly think, like Polar Bear said, he's just too good of a guy. Like it, it, right. I, if he if he was just a little bit scummier, had a little I more had gone. a little more Lane Kiffin in him. Yeah, just just a, yeah, just a dash of Lane Kiffin. <laughs> he's gone, but he is a he is a stand up guy, and um, yeah, I just I think that may be the only thing because as long as he performs at Oregon, Miami's always going to be there. Like they will always, unless they get like the next uh, Nick Saban, which I doubt. Uh, they're always gonna, you know, fire someone in like four or five years, and then if Oregon's kind of slowly, kind of coming back to the pack, pun intended, and uh, you know, then he can always jump ship then. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not a lifer at Oregon. I'm not going to be delu- a delusional Duck fan and think he stays here for the rest of his life. Sure. Um, but you know, uh, I, I I think it's it's his, him being such a good person to where I think that may push him over the edge and be like, all right. I, I just got here like three years ago. Like, to kind of really jump ship, like it would be almost impossible if Oregon was actually in the college football playoff. Um, but with the loss to Utah and then, you know, kind of reading the tea leaves over at, at Miami, 
it's like, oh, maybe this is a slightly more realistic than I once thought. But I'm still, I'm, I'm with Polar Bear. I think he stays, but I think it's it's very tough. And I will be nervous until Miami picks someone. Sure. Because yeah, I'm not going to believe. If he says no, I'm not going to believe Because Slick Willie said the same thing. Right. <laughs> you know, we Polar- see it all the time. Polar B, what percentage do you would you give for he leaves? Probably look closer to a hundred. Uh, it, it's it's seventy thirty right now for me. Um, and and I'll just say this: um, his buyout, he just like he just got paid from the last time he was talking to Miami. So I'm not. I'm sure his agent will be talking to him and trying to drive Oregon to uh, pay him a bit more, you know, be like, oh, he might go. But um, he's got a pretty big uh, buyout right now. Um, so I, I don't think he goes, but, you know, if That's he does. That's a lot does, of cash for sure. You know, if he does, you know, I, 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 I think Oregon would, you know, they just got a uh, division street is something I wanted to mention, which is the NLI uh, division of Oregon, pretty much helping Oregon players market themselves. And uh, Phil Knight, Pat Kilkenny, it's pretty much like having an agent uh, for you. And, yeah, you know, that's got to be nice having him there for deals. sure. Well, did you see what they just what what they just announced today? Oh no! So get this: this is insane, and this is from Division Street. They bought a house in Eugene, and they're putting it on Airbnb. And the first player is our linebacker Noah Sewell, and it's all decked out green and yellow. There's a room dedicated to Noah Sewell with like a full on jersey, pants, like the whole. The whole uniform in there. He gets a cut until January 31st of anybody that wants to rent this house for a day, for a week, whatever, at $552 a night. He gets a cut of it. And then come after the end of January, it moves on to a different player. That's a nice little NIL deal. Or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Yeah, they just just, just probably bought because I looked it up. I looked at the house. Um, it's a pretty standard house. It's nothing super fancy. It's not a huge like mansion or anything. It's just a it's a fairly standard Pacific Northwest house. So I'm guessing probably for the listeners that you guys have not in the Pacific Northwest, it probably <laughs> right. cost uh, Division Street under three hundred thousand um, dollars. Know, probably closer to two fifty, uh, which is a mediocre house in our neck of the woods. Um, and yeah, it's it's just in their name, and every handful of months, a new player will get to decorate it and put their own swag in it, and they'll get a cut of the money for uh, a couple of months, and then it'll move on to a different player. Like that's that's the kind of innovation this Division Street is doing, and it, it's only just the tip of the iceberg for for the NIL. Once other te- other schools see this, like they'll be buying up houses in Gainesville and, and giving their players, you know, uh, a part of the part of the you know uh nightly rate on it and it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be fun to watch heck yeah that's a really cool deal i'm excited to see how that goes and see if there's more players that can do some similar stuff like that for sure um yeah 
Okay, boys, we are going to wrap it up here, but we do have one last rapid-fire question. We're all going to go around and rapid-fire who we think is going to be in the college football playoff after this weekend. So things kind of shook up a little bit after some big teams uh, going down or some teams getting some wins there that were pretty significant. So, Polar B, we're going to start with you, if you don't mind. Who do you have in your playoff? Uh, I got Georgia. I got... Bama, I got Ohio State, and you know what? I'm going to give that full spot to uh, Cincinnati. Heck yeah, I love that. So, so, you, so you got Bama beating Georgia in the in the SEC championship, Paul That's what it sounds oh, like. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but I, I, I think, you think they still get it? Yes, because the fucking Bama. Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, could happen. Could happen for sure. But uh, I think that uh, the only two lost team in, and they, 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 uh, they'll drop to like three. I think they'll drop to either three or four, and then they, and then Georgia will be first, and then they'll be like, oh, Georgia, Georgia. I think gets to pick who they want to play, and then <laughs> Georgia's gonna be like, oh, I get to pick. Cincinnati, you're yeah. going to die. And then Bama's going to say, Ohio State, you're on the slaughtering block, and we'll see who wins that. So, there you, you know. go. The three-peat. That would be fun to watch the third matchup. Um, JC, you don't seem to have Alabama in yours. Who do you have? No, cause I, think, I think Georgia wins, and Georgia wins. I mean, if Bama loses by, like, three – I can see maybe, and then depending on what other schools do, obviously. Of course, of um, course. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Georgia wins by 14, um, and that, that'll push Bama out to like five or six. Okay. Um, so, so I'm going to go Georgia one, uh, the Ohio State uh, at two. Yep. I think, sadly, I'm, I'm hoping the Khakis can beat them. Uh, this week, uh, I, I like I like Jim Harbaugh. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I'm a fan of his, so I, I hope he finally gets over the schneid and can actually beat them. But Ohio State's just it'd definitely be right nice now. to see him get a win just to get that monkey off yeah. his back. You know, I, yeah, I just I sadly don't see it happening this year. Early on, I thought it would, it would definitely happen. Right, no, yeah, Ohio State so. is just peaking. Yeah, uh, so I I'm gonna hope for full anarchy after that. And I'm gonna hope for uh, Oklahoma State Ooh. at three, and and Cincinnati at uh, four. Definitely that. not Notre Dame. Uh, uh, the Quack Talk is an anti Notre Dame podcast. Uh, I, I I despise them. Um, the worst the worst case scenario is Notre Dame and Cincinnati get in. Oh, and, you know, wait we, till and, you hear my and, four. Uh, and we have to watch Georgia blow out Cincy and mm-hmm. Bama blow out Notre Dame. Oh, it's just going to be the worst. And I just want good games in the college football playoff. If my team's not going to be in it, I just want a good game. The, well, the one-four matchup's never good. So, yeah, I just I don't see, and that's not going to change this year, especially if it's Cincinnati. I don't. I think Georgia, you know, averaging less than seven points given up on defense all season long. I just don't see any scenario where. 
they lose by or they win by less than twenty one against Cincinnati. Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're a house this year. Yeah, sure. but it just it just it can't be those two. Um, I'll take uh, Oklahoma State sneaking in there and just getting you know beat fairly handily by um, <clears throat> by by Ohio State. But I just yeah, as long as it's not Cincinnati and uh, Notre Dame, I'll be happy. Right, Dill. Who do you have in yours? Yeah, so I, I was uh, trying to look up to see what Oklahoma State's defense gives up per game, but they've only given up 105 points this entire year. Um, That's not that's bad for 11 be, games so far. Yeah, I mean, so if you're if you're averaging that out, I mean, that's that's pretty good as well. Um, yeah. They have, they have Oklahoma this weekend. The, that's a big one. You know, pretty big game there, yeah. Um, it's number seven with Oklahoma State, number 10, Oklahoma. And then if they go on to the uh, excuse me the championship game and win that, and what we've seen you know one loss Big Twelve championship winner or um, conference championship winners go into the playoffs, so I could totally see them going up, um, especially with either Ohio State or Michigan. Both of those teams are not going to be up there at the end of the year. One of those teams is yeah. going to be dropping. Um, <clears throat> Notre Dame doesn't have that; they don't have a, a conference championship this year, right? Like they're, I mean, they're nope. No. Still doing their old thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see how they actually get in when they lost to UC, who, if they went out, they should be over Notre Dame. So, I'm thinking Georgia, Alabama, OSU, and either UC or Oklahoma State. Okay. Those are okay. my five. I, right? I would, you want to know what, personally, I would love to see? Just because I, I'm kind of a bit of a troll. Uh, I find I find other people's miseries, you know, funny. Um, is if there's somehow Cincinnati gets screwed, goes undefeated, that'd be hilarious. Like I agree. Dro- drops, like Bama beats Georgia, so both of those oh, guys yeah. are in. Uh, oh, 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 Ohio State wins, they're in, and then a mix of either Notre Dame because the committee fucking loves Notre Dame yeah. or Oklahoma State. They get in, and Cincinnati drops one to five. Oh, I would laugh so hard if that happens. That would be classic committee. There's no doubt. Um, I've got. I'll just go quick here. I don't know if it'll end up this way, but I think um, <clears throat> Georgia is going to be the number one seed. I think they're going to beat Alabama. Alabama's down this year. It seems like the defense doesn't seem as strong as it's been in the past. Um, you know, Florida, like, wasn't really a good team, and they were able to hang with them, you know, honestly. So, well, they've been doing better, but uh, I think Georgia will take care of them. So, I think I got Georgia one. I got Ohio State at two. I think they're going to take care of business. I've got UC at three because they're going to go undefeated. And then I think because the committee loves them, just like you said, JC, I think Notre Dame will be number four. So, there'll be two blowouts yeah. in the first round like there always <laughs> is. And then we'll have uh, Ohio State, Georgia to see who's going to be the national champion. So, um, be fun. I, I think, yeah, I don't it's not what I want. It's not what I want, but I think that's yeah. what it's going to be. I don't. I I can't envision a scenario where it's not Georgia and Ohio State in Correct. the national championship. Like I just, I don't, I don't envision that ever not happening because they're just, they're both so good right now. Yep. Doge, what do you think? You got them both in there, or you got somebody else? Mine's gonna match. Old polar bears. Ooh, okay. Um, I've got Georgia. I've got OSU. Um, Bama, I think, can still, even if they lose to Georgia, I think they will still make it just because I don't see the Pac-12 making it in. No. 
and I, I don't see the Big 12, even with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, I think, you know, I could see a situation where Oklahoma wins this weekend, but then loses the Big 12, mm-hmm. and then UC, um, UC makes it in at four, right. and I could see the rematch of, of UC Georgia, yeah. um, which was a close bowl game last year, and then a Bama-OSU game. Um, so, sure. I mean, that, that's what I foresee happening with the way it stands right now. Um, but we'll just have to see. It wasn't two or three weeks ago I had Oklahoma ranked at two on my board just because they were undefeated. Ooh. Look at them now. Ooh. So They look they look so bad all season long, though. I know, but if you were a, JC, if you're an undefeated... JC, I, I couldn't stand it when we were talking about If you're an undefeated bottom. Power 5, if you're an undefeated Power 5, you've got to be up there. I, I know, but there's there's got to be, like, you, you got to start looking at the, you know, like how, like the victories, how how you win. Strength the schedule too. Close, there. I mean, yeah, these close close listen. wins against inferior opponents, like that, has to knock them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was I was with that being said, I was still surprised that initial college football playoff ranking where they had them at like what eight. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I was actually kind of proud of the committee. I'm like, wow, you actually drew some balls because that's kind <laughs> of where they belonged, how they were played. Like, yep. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not an Oklahoma hater. I like I like Lincoln Riley. They're they're a great program. Um, but yeah, it was just I was surprised because normally, yeah, the the Power Five undefeated teams automatically are you know up um, fairly high, and they don't even care to look at you know how they're actually playing week to week. Right, for sure. Hindsight being 2020, they obviously wouldn't be there now, but I had to throw them in there, throw right. them a bone while they, yeah. while they had the chance. So Big undefeated. you got to give the undefeated some love right. when they're there. Right. So we... That's why I'm giving Cincy love, and they're not even a Power 5. Right. Not they yeah. have some, they have some like, close games our, against like Tulane our... and against Navy. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, our, our, can we please just expand the playoff? It's got to happen soon. <laughs> it. It's got to happen I soon. Just, it, I don't know how it didn't happen from the get-go, like how you can have – a power five team, a champion, not I, make a playoff. I could see him leaving out Cincinnati just so people get pissed off and that they, it's like the reason they have to expand it. Like I could see him doing yeah. that. It would not be the I'm first okay undefeated if, if, American if, conference if, right. <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati has to be the sacrificial lamb for us to get uh, a, an eight or 12 team playoff. I am all for that. Yep. Sometimes because yeah. then at that point, yes, then you have to you go the you you, you go the power five. If you, if you do twelve, you do the power five champions. Mm-hmm. You yep. do a, the highest at large, yep. and then you have you know the next whoever's highly ranked. You know the second best team in the in the SEC, or you know the second best or the second or most likely if it's twelve, the top three teams in the SEC because you got to have you know all the <laughs> SEC people in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, boys. We appreciate it. Um, Polar B, I'll give you the floor real quick. Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to say? We just we want to say thank you guys for coming on, but we'll give you the floor real quick, and then JC will do the same after Polar here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, check out uh, Quack Talk um, on uh, – and uh, check out Produce Portland. Oh. Uh, I use the promo code Quack wow. Talk All You're... One Wood. Uh, it's Black Friday. They're gonna be selling out. So are you paying? Any JC orders for this? In now? Oh, 
Uh, oh, polar bear, polar bear! I've I've never been so turned on to you right now in my life, like, my man, my man. Are you? Did you? Are you? I mean, that's a paid ad right there from the polar bee himself. It's not, the, it's not the first time either. I know. I, I mean, hey. He's, yeah, it's just oh, I, I, that, that's why I love the polar bear. That's why he does the intro to to our show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's he's he, he is the man. But yeah, I'm just gonna say what polar bear said. Check us out, uh, Quack Talk. I will also do a shameless plug for my other podcast for that sure. my co-host and I do. I, we both do two podcasts. Okay. Um, so we do Quack Talk, obviously talking duck stuff. And then uh, Devin and I also do uh, Cheers to Pop Culture, a kind of more nerdy, um, talking about comic book-related stuff, oh, cool. movies, TV shows. Um, okay. We have a lot of fun on that. That. The, that one comes out every other weekend. Uh, Quack Talk is every... Uh, Wednesday morning on during the regular season, and then once the uh, off season comes, we go to every other week on on Wednesday mornings. Uh, but yes, also use the promo code Quack Talk, all <laughs> one word for Produce Portland. Uh, that's our show sponsor. Um, yeah. It's a uh, clothing company in Portland that uh, has 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 shown us some love. So love we always want to uh, show love to the people that show us love. So yeah, they will have Black Friday deals. It's getting into winter season. I mean, Pol- Polar Bear and, and TJ wa- uh, rock some some produce gear in the horseshoe at Broad Oregon. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Um, it's so got, it's it's got duck winds see. in it. I can tell you that for sure. Y- yes, it does. So uh, it's always good to see produce gear around town. They have a very simple d- uh, design. Um, and I mean, and on top of just that, like they, they have, if you want Jordans, you want Yeezys, Supreme, they got all that stuff. Sadly, oh, our sweet. promo code does not work. Yeah, it does not go towards that. It just right. goes to their house line. Um, but yeah, check them out. They 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 make fantastic stuff. Absolutely. Hey, well, we appreciate it, man. We'll get Devin on next time too. Get the whole Quack Talk team up here. But uh, we appreciate it, uh, Jack, Mister Polar B, JC as well. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Um, good go luck. Ducks. Good luck, Ducks. Let's go, Ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, go guys. Ducks. Let's go, Ducks. <clears throat> Have a good night, gentlemen. All right, man, you too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, peace. See ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank JC and the Polar Bear one more time for coming on the show. That was fun. We love talking ducks. We love talking a little college football, and they're always a good time, too. So we want to thank them for that. Check out the Quack Talk pod. It's always a good time. But, uh, Dill, we're going to send it over to you here in halftime. Got to take a little break before we move on to our third quarter, but... Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network-specific stuff? Yeah, um, not only am I remote this podcast like Doge normally is, but it's also backwards in the sense that, you know, normally Doge goes first. Every once in a while I get a bump, you know, thrown towards my way, and I go first here. So, I'm ready, though. Facebook. Type it in. The Cheap Seats Network. Did I pronunciate that correctly? Sounded about right. Sounds good to me. Four words. The Cheap Seats Network. On Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats. Four. The Cheap Seats, you know, but. But. It's TCSN. What does SN stand for? I've given you guys so many hints tonight, it's stupid. Mm. Dummy hints. The whole time. I even put hints in my notes 
to make sure I gave them to you guys. Mm. Mm. Some more recent than others. The floor is yours, y'all. Sanibel mm. Narwhal. Nailed it. Good job. We can just move on to the next part then. Alright, uh, next part is Teach. What's your guess? Because that was completely wrong. Um, I'm going to say Do you guys have any resemblance or like any point, like, did you guys have a trigger go off where that was weird? He, why did he say it that way, or why did he say that? Did you guys ever have any of those moments today? No, not once. Hmm. Not enough to make it noticeable. I was gonna say, uh, this will be wrong, but because uh, they always are. I'm gonna say soft news, because uh, boy Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James never. Never threw any hands, but it looked close. Suspended one game, King James. Big stew, two games. All right, the suspense is over. You guys have been waiting. It's gonna be Stromboli Noodle Network, or just something ridiculous like that. That was the closest you've been so far. No, it's actually TC. Hold on. T C S N. What T C S N really stands for is the cheap Scotia Nova for mm. Nova Scotia, but it's backwards, like Doge and I are backwards. And it's a real place that you've probably never heard of, like Sanibel. I've Try heard of Nova Scotia before. But you've never heard of Scotia Nova. Yeah. Did you say Scotia Nova earlier? No, no, he's not ever hinted about it ever. Well, he just said he gave he us just huge hints in his these notes. These are not huge just, hints though. They're he's like, lying. They're hints if you know the answer, but they're not. They're maybe that's maybe that's the. I don't know. But either way, for I mean, for all I know, a place I could have never been. If that's what I'm going off, could have been like. I'm trying to think like it's harder to just make it up than you think well it could I'm be i'm you. just trying to think of a color i was trying to think of a color for something never neverland it's a made-up place like, scotia nova dude get out of here hints. i didn't even talk about canada one time dude. hints no hints all right you're right that was a bad one that was, that was one of my worst ones you've had much worse ones trust me I like the backwards part. I think the backwards was a, a good... That was the hint that was working, but... This, I'm not jumping up to Canada. For, yeah, yeah. I think it's just easy for him to change it away from Sanibel Narwhal when he's, just as when easy. he's remote. Just as easy. But, you know what's just as easy? Is to find the clubhouse information. And Doge, you have that. I do. Where do we find the clubhouse we are on Facebook at the 
Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram handles are Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Scotia Nova. Sure. So give us a follow, and uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. I will say it did take a little bit of prep for me not to say, like, Scovinosha mm-hmm. or something in that variation. So That would have definitely come out of my mouth, I think, if I was trying to do that. <laughs> the I first was... four times I said it, That's it did. <laughs> All right, I'll start coming up with an SN tonight. That is crazy. Yeah, okay. did I say that? No. How do you even do that? No, it's not okay. I'm, right. I'm just there's a hog. It's a Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle of the Houses four part TV event. It's on TBS, and I was just intrigued. I was like, "That's how do you even okay. they play a game of Quidditch?" You're like, "What's up? Is it a is it a is it a fake like Harry Potter show about the houses, or is it a real people? I think they're gonna do some like challenges. I, that's what it. It looked like a TV challenge show. I think it is. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm I think I might be here for it either way. I'm not a huge Potter guy. You You guys know what? But, if you're not a huge Potter guy, you probably don't know. Back in the day, I took my little like Pottermore quiz and found out what house I would be in. Um, I think I was a, a Griffin Choop. Griffin, yeah. You know what house you are, Dill? No idea. I've never heard of taking this He's test. He's a Ravenclaw chew. I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff no guy. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm very How much you, a, a Hufflepuffer. Can you send me that link or something, Doge? I could probably hit you with it. It would take, yeah. It was like a, Pottermore was what it was called. You Like, I, I went on it when I was like a... I was probably I'm like sure 10 years old or something like that. Could, I'm sure there's one different one you could There are probably like so many different little like BuzzFeed and like right. Facebook quizzes and stuff like that. Right. Uh, stats team is phoning in right now for my information on the test. They're working on it as we speak. So we'll get the results back to you soon, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm just so intrigued with that competition. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Uh, do you like... You guys make is it like you make a potion? I would love to see a potion making. Me too. <clears throat> That'd be sick. So can some chemistry shit. So, Tej, you said. Uh, I need to just take. Thing. I need to take it again because as a non-Potter guy, I'm not fully remembering. But I know that I was. I thought I was Gryffindor, but now I'm like maybe I'm a Hufflepuffer. But I don't know for sure. I know I wasn't the other one though. The Ravenclaw? You're not a Ravenclaw or, or a Slytherin. Yeah, no. I remember that. I wouldn't think you would be either one of those. No. Gryffindor or Hufflepuff would make sense to you, but I don't know which one. I'm not pottery enough to be able to give you that, that full diagnosis, just off yeah. the cuff. Facundo Campazzo with a nice pass there. Um, it sounded like you were casting a spell for a second. Facundo Campazzo. You just like whip something really nice to somebody like a no look like you're just like here's the remote Facundo Composo like goes right to Doge like no looks. Now. It's like a it's like a a fake Perfigliano. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a People. it's like a Schwartz. No idea what we're talking about. That's a total Schwartz right there. All right, zoom.
Third quarter, NFL, week 11. Guess the lines. Here we go. (laughs) We have a big week of football. Because when you get up on Thursday, you don't have to wait till 8.30 at night to watch. Right at 1 o'clock, you get a little football. We got some Thanksgiving football this week. Got some big games. Did you win last time? Yeah. Yes. I won the guess the lines and the... And the wheel spin of fate to let me switch my, my team on the playoff draw. I was a double winner last week. It was big luck. I'm hoping to ride that momentum. Yeah, you need sometimes you got to. We'll see what happens. Well, Doge, we're going to go right back at you then. And I need... You're going to let me see that. Oh, sure. Are you, you can be the judge today. I just don't want to accidentally look them up. I'll do what, it yeah, what's, what, yeah, you can That's just why I lose. <clears throat> I give up. Give me your line, though. Bears at the Lions. A traditional game. The this is going to be a battle of the backups. We've got Boyle versus Dalton. Big Daddy Goff can't get in there. I know he didn't play last week, but is he not Strand coming up back? still. Hey, Timmy Boyle. Yikes. The old TBAD. It's not Tom Brady, Anthony Davis. It's no, Tim Boyle, it's Andy not. Dalton. Not the matchup you would want to start Thanksgiving. My family will probably spend more time on the Yukonuba dog show than this actual game. Oof. I will not be doing that. It's a tough Thanksgiving. I will be it's in a, a tough Thanksgiving battle. Legal betting state, and I will be enjoying a nice under parlay for that game. Without a doubt, I've got the Bears as the favorite, and I'm going to take them. Minus four. Ooh, okay. Big Dill? Yeah. I am guessing it's at Detroit, right? Like, it's got to be at It's Detroit. always it's in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yep. They always but have a home Andy game. Dalton, dude. And Boyle looked bad against the Browns. And the Browns look bad. And they've been kind of good, but... They look dude, so I'm still bad. Believe, I'm, a, I'm a believer of the Bears um, in this one. I'm saying Bears minus, you said four doge? I did. I'm using, I'm sticking a little bit, but I'm sticking with three and a half. <sighs> Bears minus three? Like, I don't know. This game sucks. This game does suck. And, like, you might as well just take the points, I get. I don't know. Maybe not. Just bet the Bears. Boys. We're on the board. Bears minus three. Is it minus three? Good for you. That's exciting. Wow. Raiders at the Cowboys. Second game of the day. Pretty good game. Raiders are kind of on a downturn here. Cowboys also... You know, they lost the Chiefs there. But both have had some high-powered offenses. This at least will have some points, I would think. It's CeeDee Lamb playing. I think CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, are either of them getting in there? He went out with a concussion at the end of the first half, and he didn't come back. On a short week, I don't know if he'll be in. I don't know. That's a tough call. I would guess no, but I I don't know. Stats team is phoning in with... uh, What was that? You said you don't. 
he's questionable right now. Okay. So. Stats team on we'll it today. Good for them. Um, okay. Raiders just, while it wasn't a full-blown embarrassment that the Bengals gave the Raiders there, it got pretty out of hand at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So... Nice. Marty Cooper out. CD Lamb questionable. There you go. CD Lamb questionable. I'm gonna go Cowboys minus four and a half. <laughs> I've got the boys minus five and a half. Five and a half for Doge. Dill, what are you rocking with? I put five up here, so just that way you didn't think I was trying to go between you guys. All right, well, you did. It's a tough place to be anyway. If the line's high or low, you're in a bad spot. Not if you're perfect. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cowboys minus seven. How about them, Cowboys? Wow. Is that a Doge victory there? That is. Doge, give me your guess for Bills at the Saints. Bills. Supposed to be the team of the year. Josh Allen MVP getting Jonathan tailored into the ground this past weekend. Saints also not looking hot. What do you got here? It's a tough matchup. Yeah, The Bills, I think this is a, a prove-it game. Going into New Orleans, people talking smack. They came out and had a really solid start. Shut some teams out. I think they bring it back. I think they are the better team. I'm going to give the Bills in New Orleans minus three and a half. Wow. Dilly? Yeah. Um, this one's a little tougher. Damn, that half point. Though. But God dang. I'm going to go with the Bills. All right, what were yours again? Mine's minus three and a half. T is not gone yet. Okay. Oh. Bills minus. Bills minus four. <sighs> I don't. I I'm gonna say Bills minus five, but I feel like it's gonna be tighter than that. I just don't believe in the Saints team. Kamara might be out again too. Like, I just don't see how they could generate points. So I'm I'm going Bills minus five, but I think you're gonna be right, Dosh. Opening line: Bills minus four and a half. So you guys split that on the board, though. Uh, in the lead. On still. the board. Technically, was tied last time. Dill, we'll let you... Uh, I should... Well, yeah, I don't know. You're in the lead, so you gotta go first. Okay, good. I want to. It's Steelers at Bengals, baby. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Who day? Big Ben looking pretty good last Sunday night there at the old Chargers Stadium. Yeah. Um, but that's alright. He's gotta come in now. They gotta come into the Who Day Nation. We had a good game against Las Vegas uh, after the bye week there, so... I'm going to go with 
Bengals minus four. Big Dilly? Uh, I want to say... I'm just going to go with the Bengals minus three. Just the, the home field advantage. I'm giving the Bengals minus four and a half. Oh, shoot. I just saw one. Fuck me. Sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Wagner. Mama Wagner. <laughs> ah! This is... I wish this was an order. Now I'm bummed. Oh, okay. Four and a half. Let's go. Back to tied with T. Two, 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 one. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, apparently I'm uh, mostly Gryffindor. I just Okay, gotta... I can see that. I officially need to excuse myself because CBS app has now allowed me to view two of the next two scores. So, wow, this is huge. <clears throat> we this gotta is... write them down in advance. I totally agree. We... I think there's so a lot of changing, lot of cutting, lot of dill action going on. If you know what I mean. But if we write them down in advance and we accidentally see one, at least we have it already written down. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm joking. Anyway. You're saying because I switched it? You haven't switched anything today. That we know of. Yeah, what does that mean? That is a hmm? passive-aggressive shot. I'm just saying, you're always ch- you're always just chopping people down. Cutting right in between. Playing prices right. Yeah, yeah. All, uh, I guess I'll go, you know. But... <laughs> uh, well, I can't tell you because I've seen it what Titans Patriots are. So, Doge. <sighs> Titans have the better record, but they're going to New England. Vrabel has beaten Belichick before. In Foxborough. Playoff game. I'll say Titans minus one and a half. Whoa. Holy shit. I'm Am I going next? Uh, we were going to call up uh, Patch and ask him, yeah, you're next. I can't go, guy. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That was kind of mean. But Hey, why don't you try doing some prep work, you guy? Wow. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Huh? I don't get to play any yeah. fun games. I get to do all the work. All right. <laughs> all right. Titans at Pat. Pat minus four. Pats minus five and a half goes to Dilly. Wow. Doge is going to be getting some points for his Titans there. Five and a half. Might be a hammer. Doge. That's tough, dude. They do not have a run game. Just cut Adrian Peterson today. Yep. Yeah. Because he ain't doing it. It's tough having King Henry out for them. Uh, Not one that we're doing, but just in case you're wondering. Because this is... Organized very weirdly. Panthers Dolphins is picking this week, so. Ooh, yeah. All right, this could be considered game of the weekend. Okay. I know for a fact, our good friend Ed Garbowski has my houseki Krulovich. Will, I don't know if he'll be in attendance, but he will certainly be tuned in for this game. 
Old Tom Brady coming back to Lucas Oil to murder some more Colts fans like he always did. Buccaneers at Colts. Big Dill, what do you got here? Whoa. Well, after just seeing the Bucks in person. Yeah, right, live off a of rip. Which we'll get into a little bit later. Another teaser. Gotta save it. Um, I'm saying Bucks minus three. Bucks minus two and a half. I've got the Bucks minus four. Wow. They're just a better team. I know the Colts just did what they did, but. <clears throat> well, who got it right, Tage? It's Bucks minus three. So Dill is just a smidge closer. It's ridiculous. That's heartbreaking. Dang, I would have been spot on. So That's heartbreaking. So I know, you would, have, you would have added too, Dill. Three, two and a half. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm playing now, even though I am probably not going to win. Well, right, Dill's got, the, what, uh, three points? Three. He has three, two, and we two. Bo- we're both at two. You're right in there. Okay. Well, how about that? Just a quick bye week. We had to give you a handicap because you were going to smoke us otherwise. There's an- Correct. We'll see. He had a minus one on us. Big one coming at you. This could also be considered biggest game of the weekend. Uh-huh. They haven't really been playing like it, so like that's probably why some people won't consider it. But at the beginning of the year, everybody circled this one as, hey, you better, yeah. you better tune in for Rams at Packers, all right? Matt Stafford finally going in to old Lambeau Field with a team that he feels like, hey, these guys actually don't suck for once. So he might be excited to go up there and get a win against old Raji. But, uh, Dill, what do you got here, points-wise? It's it's hard to say that I want to give the Rams uh, or the Packers points at home. Like that's tough, but oh man, I want to say I want to say Packers minus three. Just the keep it even. Keep it even. Um, Dozier, I guess, or do you want me to go? No, I I'll go ahead. I had the Packers minus three and a half. That's what I was going to say, so I'm just going to say it too. Stick it. <clears throat> I'm not going to be a stickler. Three and a half. Because they, they got to get some, a little bit of something. They need a little bit of extra. They need some kind of juice, but it's not that much juice. The suspense. Packers minus... Ooh. Oh, I think you got to hit that. They got one by field goal. Well, Crosby, maybe not. Crossbar. He's looking. Jamal Murray hitting half-court shots. Okay. I'd like to see that. So Dill's got it. 4-2-2. 4 2 Three games to go. Vikings. Hey. Well, SPT. Well, SPT here for Dill. Yeah. Vikings at 49ers. Vikings coming off a big win. 49ers. Did they play this week? Two big wins. Yeah, yeah okay. They, they, I know they had a big one the other well. week. I don't know if 
I wasn't paying attention to him this week, I'll be honest. Played the Jags, so it's kind of like whatever. That's exactly why. Yeah. Dill. All right. Uh, here, dude, I'm kind of the same way, but I think the 49ers are going to get more points at home. I think the 49ers minus uh, four and a half. I have the 49ers minus two and a half. Vikings coming off a big win against the Packers. Give them a little extra something, but 49ers still getting the home field advantage. I was going to say the exact same statement Doge would say Vikings, or excuse me, 49ers minus two. Okay. So one little sledge point off. If they're going to give the Packers minus two, I figure they're going to do the same here. Is my thought. And wouldn't you know, minus two and a half. Doge. On the Let's money. go. Dill four, me three, T two. Two to go. Got to get these next two to you to tie Dilly. That's why we gave you the handicap. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like playing for a tie. Right? Pittsburgh in Detroit. Bunch of bummers. Alright, we're going here Sunday night football to Bronze. Going into Baltimore honor. Taking on our Ravens. Was I have no idea if Lamar's going to play. This That's going to massively affect the line. Or is Baker... Is just Baker even going to play with his... I mean, I'm sure he will. I'm tough. <sighs> Baker, uh, what did you think of his wife's post, Dill? Did you see that? No. Basically, like, everybody on the team needs to be tough. Like, my husband, Baker, he's going out there playing through injuries. It's just like, he can't be saying that. I don't know yeah. if I like... She called people yeah. out, said they need to be tougher. I don't know if I like them getting involved that way, you know? Correct. Guess stick up for your man, no doubt, but don't call out the other boys when you don't necessarily know what's going on per se. I'm gonna do like, my <clears throat> I'm gonna do my line like Lamar is playing. That's how I was gonna I'd do imagine it. his tummy issue is gonna be gone by Sunday night football. Let's hope so. And I'm taking the Ravens minus six. Ooh. <laughs> I was gonna say minus six and a half, Doge. So we're we're on the same trot, uh, train of thought there. Um, not the same trot. Same trot. Could be a trot. Could be. Oh man, I just don't know because the Browns. I would tough. like to believe in them, but they looked really bad last week. Yeah, they did. Um, Look, Baker. I mean, dude, he's banged up. Uh, we still don't have Kareem. Why, like, why are, why don't you, like, you pay all this money, and I don't, like, like, you have any power, but you pay all this money for a good backup, you know what I mean? Like, just in case Baker gets hurt, but you don't play Case Keenum, like, he could have easily, you know, made these games a bit more comfortable than, like, against the Lions, and we got a, it's a one-score game, or, you know, for most of the game, like, what the heck? Dude, we have two wide receivers out uh, as well. So we have Anthony Schwartz out and right. Donovan Peoples-Jones. So it's like, it's just tough. Like, I don't know. I think that we need to use our tight ends a little bit more, which is kind of what we wanted to do and what we did. 
but that that doesn't really help our offense. It'd be nice if you guys had like a eight million dollar receiver on the end that could just like bust up the field. Dude, I yeah, that's so stupid, man. I get that sometimes it just doesn't work out. You got it, you know. You had to get rid of him. There's no doubt, but that's just a stink. At this point, it was like a little like too stale. But it kept feeling like it was like okay, dude, like it, it'll turn around, it'll get right, he'll he'll go back to getting slant and having a bunch of yak yards, and it just never did. I mean, yeah, it's when your dad's good. posting videos that are like the most biased video I've ever seen that. in my life. Yeah. I mean, he's open on those clips, but like, yeah, it's not good, not a good look. All right, so we got uh, Doge minus, minus six for me, minus six and a half for Dell. Yep. Teach. Minus eight. Prestige. Eight. Mars back. MVP. Run it down their throats. He can actually throw this year. Browns are way too injured. They. I don't see how they're gonna score. I'm going eight. Okay. It's gonna be like, one point five because they're gonna be betting on like Ty Hundley or whatever. <laughs> being in. Four and a half. Let's go. Dilly and I are tied. If he suits up, this number may jump higher than four and a half. So that is not the correct number. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, that's what we got to go by. Man, that's tough. That's an asterisk right there. That's another lucky one, Doge. That is an asterisk. That's beyond lucky. That's stupid. Yeah. How much do you think he moves the points? Two points, six and a half, probably. It's it probably can't be. More. It won't be that much, but it's like a bunch. If it's that with Hundley in there, he is the. It's MVP got you. Probably would have won that one too. If Lamar was in, they would have given it the old seven and a half, eight and a half. I'm back. I'm, I'm getting chooped out of three possible points today because of Lamar's poopy belly. Oh, this week has an asterisk for sure. Especially if still wins. I mean. We're not going to call it Houston Astros level type year, but... The Houston Astros? Yeah, the Cheatstros. We're not going to call it... We're not calling you that. I That's what I was trying to... We're not calling you that. But if it starts to keep going this way continually, we'll start... Might have to look into it. Start looking at some tape or, you know, I don't know. Is is Dill getting on pre-pod, you know, just checking lines? You know, is, is he got a bookie he's working through? Is he a bookie himself? Am I a bookie? That's a new question. Am I a bookie? It's still a bookie. That would be really funny if you were, and we just had no idea. Um, That'd be unreal. So, Dill, you're the winner. So we'll let you go. I got that one. No. I clapped because it was it was closer for like the Browns. Like I was like a Browns fan clap, and then I said good win, Doge, because now we're tied. Excuse me, I flipped up your numbers. No worries, guy. I was just bummed because they were just jipping me out of my Lamar points. Um, <laughs> so Doge won, I'm... like I just said. No. We're tight. No, Doge just won that last one. I'm joking. I Like I just said, it was the oh. joke. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to get this one. It's going to be so off. Doge? It's going to be so bad. This game, I will almost undoubtedly not be tuning into. 
because this game stinks, big time stinks. I feel bad for Seattle because this is like going to be the last hurrah for Russ, it seems like, and they've just given him nothing. Probably Pete, too. He's, he's getting old, man. Bring him back to USC, baby. Come on. Let's do it. Oh, that would be... That'd be sick. It'd be fun. He's gonna stay in the league. Doge, where are we going? What do we got? Seattle at the football team. This uh, is... The, I, the I'm i looking at this as a person who's not gonna win. I cannot believe this line. It's weird. Both teams are so booty. Taylor but, Heineke but versus... Washington's versus at home. Versus injured Russ. Okay. So, Seahawks are three and seven. I just had to double check. Seahawks are three Whoa, and seven. Whoa, my God! And yeah, they're three and Washington seven. Washington and four and six is Washington. So. That just sounds believable, though. But when you say Seahawks three and seven, it just Weird. seems so really bizarre. Bad. I'm yeah, giving I'm giving the favorite to the football team minus mm. two and a half. Big Diller. Man, that really puts me in a spot that I don't want to be in. Mm. This, is, this is for the asterisk week. I know. I'm going to be so <laughs> far off. I'm going to be Washington minus... Minus four. Congratulations, Doge. Seattle minus two. I'm kind of shocked. Seattle? Yeah. I'm kind of shocked they're giving them the favorite. I can't believe it, actually. They haven't looked like... I mean, they they just lost to Cole McCoy. And they're favored to go into Washington? Of which Cole McCoy was third in the league in fantasy points this weekend for quarterbacks. What? When's the last time that hasn't happened probably ever in his career? Heineke's about to light these kids up. Which is shocking that I just said that sentence. You know what? Maybe it was, uh, is it because Chase Young's out with an ACL? I don't know why they would do that. Maybe they think Russ is going to be healthier now. I mean, he's rehabbing 19 hours a day. So. Is that what he said? Yeah. He's ridiculous, dude. He's so ridiculous. Does that mean he, does he sleep for 19 hours a day? That's what I totally exactly what my thought was, was like oh so you're just counting your sleep as rehab like good for you man that's awesome right because yeah, there's no way he's right. only getting five hours of sleep that's got to do yeah, that that's got to do worse things for an injury I would feel I like. get five hours of sleep sometimes and there's no way I could play NFL football on that amount of rest there's no chance because I'm achy sometimes from doing warehouse work maybe if alone. you're in the little like uh Hi- like hyperbaric chamber yeah action. in one of those bad boys. Five hours of sleep in that is like I'd ten. Love, I'd love to sleep in one of those one time. Oh, I would never leave. I remember when like AJ Hawk, I believe it was, for Ohio State got a uh, hyperbaric chamber before like the national championship game or some shit like that. And like it was like a huge news at the time. But, like it was kinda new and it was like it's like, Oh, AJ Hawk is really taking care of himself for this and So I know that we uh earlier in the pod very beginning we talked about the back-to-backs doge that's back-to-back for you now right with uh, asterisk no you're gonna give him the back-to-back yeah i'll take it i'll take it 
Because, like, if you, were the ch- if you weren't the champ before, it wouldn't count as much. But now that you're, like, defending the title, the asterisk is, like, it's pretty, it's respectable. Okay. I'll, I'll accept you, it. Similar to how, like, uh, mm. I want to say. Disagree. No, it's just like how Volkanovski and Max Holloway, when they fought, you got to, when they, you got to take the title from the champ. You That's can't, right. You can't just have the same record as him. You got to take it from him. So we didn't take it from Dodge this week. I like that. Now, if I didn't also scroll through all these damn scores next time, I'm going to just rattle off extra games for myself. I'm here for it. To give myself a chance. But I, it, it wasn't going to work today. No worries. But here's this guy. Have you seen all of them then? I did, yeah. Well, I, I have an idea of what we can do. We'll get this sorted out, so... It just we got yeah I mean it's not all the time. It doesn't matter more than anything. Well, you need to get a, you need to get a win on the board, dude. You you went winless. You're like the freaking lions right now, dude. I'm you're, going. I you're a lioness. I'm also you're, Roger Goodell, winning every day. You know. Sure. Just just out here finding yeah. finding people. Oh, Paul Feinbaum. Big oh, hey. old boy. Bully fine. Oh, freaking bully fine. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that's, that's this is the only time that I gave him it up to Doug. Oh, yeah, nice. Wow. Um, good job, Doug. You know, I'm a little hungry, Thank guys. Doug, are you hungry? It is time to build the plate, man. Oh, time I'm to build ready that to plate. Eat. Thanksgiving coming around the corner. We just want to say thank you to all our listeners, all our fans, all our friends. All our family, we appreciate you guys so much. It's going to be a great time to get together with everybody. It's time. we got to build our plate, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm hungry. Do we want to do, like, everybody... Okay, how are we doing this? We didn't really discuss this fully, but well, this is the best part about the pod. It's something to fly. We've got turkey on the plate, Is this a draft? Plate, right? Is this a snake draft? Or are we just... Everybody's given their own plate. Like, are we eliminating, like, Doge picks mac and cheese? Like, I can't have mac and cheese on my plate. So why don't we do it? Why don't we do it like we're in a line? That's right? what I'm thinking. It's a it's a buffet line. Yep, I think we yes. just build the plate. Let's build it. So do we go one man, one after the other? Here's the first yeah. question I got to ask you guys when you're building your plate because yeah. this is a huge plate building question, and I think I know the answer for for both of you guys. Are you guys a my food can't touch kind of guy? No. Or are you like me, where it's like. Put it all on there. I want every bite to have a little bit of something. Let's get it rocking and rolling. Dill, what are you? It depends on what it is. Of course. It's Thanksgiving dinner is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we know what it is. Thanksgiving. Do you... It's the situational dependency. We'll, um, we'll see what Dill's got for us for, there. Yeah, for this one, you know, if they're touching, that's fine. Okay. Oh yeah, there. It's all touching. Can I see that real quick? Oh yeah, I just want to sure. look up something. Go ahead though. It's all touching, and there's gravy on on pretty much everything for me. At the Thanksgiving well, dinner. Build your plate. Doge, you want the guest the line? Build your plate. Am I going in there? So so is it just five items? On the plate, is that what we've decided? We're gonna do five. Is that what it was? I just don't know. What was it, four or five? What, are we just doing a full plate? We can do five. That works. I don't know. Yeah, okay. whatever. 
Five is good. Let's keep it some kind of limited. All right, so I've I've got to have turkey on there. Turkey is not included in the five. We have five sides. So turkey's already there. Everybody's going to have this turkey. Is, I was going to clarify this. We could do four and then how you want your turkey done. Oven roasted, smoked, deep fried. My family's an oven family. That's really all I've known for Thanksgiving, so that's what I'm rolling with. But I've also got to get some skin cut off the side, too, that I can Ooh. sprinkle some salt on. you got to get some of the skin action. Mm. But that, that doesn't count. That's that's part of the turkey. Our new EV rental fleet is the absolute Poor old Hertz coming in with a bad ad to ruin my... I was going to give you the, the lady. This is one of my favorite clips. This is one might be on my place. All right, so I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. No. Um, actually, none of those things. Potatoes will be on my plate. Um, okay, what did you say, though? I'm sorry. So I've got... So we're starting with the turkey, and then I'm adding five additionals. Correct. Does gravy count? That is not an item. That is something that I think is definitely on your plate. Gravy on everything. Okay, good. Or so. or not. Like, it's either you've got your gravy or not. It's like, are you... Is ketchup an item? That's where I'm putting that in. No. No. Correct. Okay. So, am I am I listing my full plate? Give me your first item. We'll go... Uh, give me your full plate, babe. Come on. I've, I've got the full plate. Give me your full plate. This is the full plate club right here. I've got, a, small I've got a big scoop of stuffing. Yeah. Big scoop. Great. I mean, what a freaking start. You need to. Like, to, to describe the size of the scoop, I mean, like, one through ten. Like, it's... Seven. Yeah, I'm saying, like, this stuffing is probably close to, like, a quarter or a third of the plate. Here we go. Yeah. It's probably... A lot of it's probably sitting on top of the turkey. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. Mashed potatoes. Must have. If you don't have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving, it I think it's just it's weird. It's wrong. It something's got to fill in the cracks. Correct. And that's what mashed potatoes does. You've got <laughs> you have to have the glue to every bite, and this, that is what that is. This is one that my family has every year, and I make it. Not, I don't think a lot of people do this same rendition. But we do a corn casserole. The old Paula Deen recipe. Wow. It's got some cream corn, some kernel corn. You get some sour cream, butter in there, cheese on top. Oh, man, that stuff is good. Corn casserole. So that's, that's three. So We've also got a really good green bean casserole. You would have never heard me saying this two or three years ago. But, man, that stuff is good. I do not like green beans. This casserole takes green beans to the next level. I, wow, that's a plate dish. And then the fifth item, a must-have. Give me some dinner rolls. I was gonna say those. There's no way I was gonna let you walk all the way through this, and not have a dinner roll on your damn plate. There's at least three. Yeah, I mean at least, right? At least. So to recap, I've got the turkey gravy on everything. Yep. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, corn casserole, green bean casserole, and a dinner roll. 
Bam. Okay, so my plate is almost identical. Corn casserole, not something that's done at the Butler family household. Fair enough. So I'm right now deciding between, and I'm going to wait to give Dill's list first, between broccoli and cheese sauce, Mm -hmm. which I thoroughly love, or just straight up mac and cheese. So, neither of which are typically served at my Thanksgiving. There you go. So, I like that. I like the... But we both got turkey. We both got stuffing. We both got mashed potatoes. Obviously, there's gravy involved. And there's no way I'm getting through Thanksgiving dinner without opening up a dinner roll, putting a little gravy, little mashed potatoes in there, a little turkey, and making a little sandwich. A little bit of butter. Oh, man, there's... Of course, there's butter. It's a dinner roll. It's a dinner roll. Yeah, right. It's buttered. Gotta be. Come on, guy. This ain't no breakfast roll, dog. It's a dinner roll. It's got butter. Butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> got that grass fed. Dill, what's your plate Dill. looking like? Butter. I right, think guys. Dill's going to have a dessert, dude. I feel like Dill's going to have a dessert on his plate. You got Pete, you missed it, dude. Oh, my God. I was just very sick. You guys up so bad on this. Oh. No, and this I'll is... give you the reasoning why I didn't. After no, I hear your plate. Yeah, hear my, hear my plate, and then you'll start salivating, and then you'll tell me I'm wrong, okay? Okay. Right. So, we got the turkey on there, yep. okay? All right, next thing on the on the menu board, little mashed potatoes yep. and build the crater, okay? Oh, yeah. The mashed potato crater. Yep. Gotta get the, you got to get that in there. You know, yep. I'm okay with the gravy getting on it afterwards, but I love breaking the... The, uh, the fortress wall and letting it, you know, slide out of there. It's like, whoa, where are you going, big guy? The next thing you know, you got gravy everywhere. But before you do that, you have your stuffing. So you whoa. can stuff yourself. Where are you going, big And guy? I'm telling you, you are going to just engorge yourself in stuffing the entire night. Just I'm going back thirds and fourths of stuffing. Clearly, just stuffing. Hey, they don't. Dash. They don't call it thinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't call it thinning. Yeah. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> I, you know, I'll go ahead and log off. You guys can finish the five. <laughs> That's it for me. So after we have our mashed potato crater and gravy, next to our turkey, we have our pile of stuffing. Borderline illegal how much you took because other people aren't getting any at this point now. Got to have your dinner roll. You put that on top. That, that goes on last. That's the last portion. But here are the two that you guys seriously missed. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Old yams and marshmallow. Oh, the old sweet potato casserole? Don't Dude. mess with it at all. It's a you, good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's one of my faves. But... By far, the thing I'm looking for year-round that I only get around this time of year is a big old freaking pumpkin pie slice and the entire can of whipped cream. Hmm. That sounds like dill. Big old glass of milk, too. You see, dill, I knew you were going to throw a pie in there. Big old glass of milk to get milked out, Doge. Golly, I can't. You put that on air now. Here's, Here's my thing, is that... I absolutely go into apple pie and pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Okay. But it, I have to take a break and just 
let my body relax from what I just did to it during the dinner. And it's usually about an hour, hour and a half later after dinner, and I've taken a floor nap with football in the background, that I can get back up and get myself a slice of pie. So it's its own plate for me. Well, so here's here's my methodology and the strategy behind the uh, the madness here. Have you ever seen a marathon runner take a break? Josh <laughs> is no. a sprinter. Not a winner. A marathon runner that might be a loser takes a break. Of which, let me tell you, after this is is not something we're doing after eat like this. Okay, we are not running any marathons, but this itself, this meal, is a marathon. Okay, I'm okay with just overindulging in one sitting, and then after that, it's time. I mean, you're fully milked out at that point. Oh my god, you are. You, that is when I go comatose onto the ground, and it's it's watching football. Probably the Cowboys losing or a bad game with Troy Aikman and, and freaking Buck calling it. Buck. That's fair. You don't need. A so we. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a pie guy. So it's not. You're not going to catch it on my plate. Apple doesn't matter. Pumpkin, not my. Not my thing. Well. The dessert we do have that I do mess with very aggressively is one of our aunts will make Thanksgiving-shaped sugar cookies, and she makes, I don't know, maybe like 90 to 100 of them. So everybody just goes, you're just popping cookies left and right, just pounding them. We're playing Euchre Tournament, you're popping over there, let me grab three, four cookies, pop, 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 pop. They're incredible. Staple of Thanksgiving. So, that will make it on my plate, but probably once I reload that first five guys again with some turkey. So, Did you make your decision as to which one you were taking? I just did. Let the people know. <laughs> Broccoli the people want to know. and cheese, baby. Broccoli and cheese. Get a little veggie in there. Extra cheese for the mashed potatoes and cheese, or cheese dinner roll. The cheese mixing in with the rest of the dish is something that I haven't experienced, but sounds phenomenal. It it takes it to a new level. I was gonna say. That you want to talk about right. a gravy cheese mashed potato turkey bite? Oh, son. That sounds good. As a mixer, though, it's there's nothing better. <laughs> you gotta have mixers. Uh, not always, but in this. You gotta have yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can just do it. just straight. But Thanksgiving, you need a mixer. Dill? You got any other Thanksgiving treats, traditions, items? Um, I would say mainly just, uh, you know, catching, you know, tuning in on some football. Yeah. A little parade out in the morning, kind of getting the, kind of getting the, the mind going that it's a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, get the spirits of it. Um, but just to reiterate the plate real quick, I'm definitely making sure I have room for dessert, Doge. So it's not something where I'm going full full send on everything else and then dessert immediately. It's taken into consideration. That's part of the meal. Oh, I so, am. There's, there's always a lot of leftovers, and I try to make sure that there's as little leftovers as possible. Feel it's kind of like a competition, you know what I mean? It's it's like when you're GPSing 
to go somewhere. Like, you want to beat the time by, like, a few minutes at least, you know? It's like an objective to try to meet. Something like that. I also will say that I typically go for the scoop of vanilla ice cream instead of the whipped cream route Ooh. on my pie. Okay. A little apple pie a la mode, as, the, as they say. I think sure. that's French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's exactly what I say when I'm scooping the ice cream onto my pie after eating six pounds of food. I go, oh, 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 Your second place is only stuffing. uh, Stuffing, a little bit of gravy, and some dinner rolls, probably. I'm a full reset. Run it back again. Everything's on the plate again. I'm trying to dominate another plate. Usually not successful, but I'm still loading up like I'm ready to eat a whole other meal. My second plate is usually, for pretty much everything I just said, I get the same, but with a little bit of a smaller portion except I usually get a much larger portion of the corn casserole because that's my favorite side. Yeah, so, oh my God. really good, though. I'm dying right now. I, I've never had that before. It's very so, good. I say that sounds like it would be nice to add to my plate for sure. It's very good. I always make sure people get... I always make sure people get the amount of corn casserole that they wanted as their fair share for the first plate. Yep. And I know when I go back in for seconds, it's a free-for-all. Fair game. Everyone's taken their plate in and gotten their share. I'm getting a big scoop. Usually, for, I will say this, I guess this is a bit different. For my second plate, I will typically not include the broccoli, but I will include the cheese sauce on my mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Like a 100%. Call. That's a veteran move. Yeah. 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 He's been here before. Yeah, yeah. I had a plate or two, you know. Four. B4 or four? Both. Perfect. Boys? Thank you for the clarification. Let's get a little, uh, let's get a little buzzer beater action here. Let's have a good Thanksgiving. Um, big deal. We'll just get with you first. You've been yeah. teasing it all day there, pal. Yeah, guys, so if you haven't already understood some of the hints that I have, I've also understood that some of my hints kind of suck. I get it. been told that quite often now. <laughs> Pretty much every time I get an SN and I started giving hints away. But uh, Monday Night Football happened to be in Tampa this week. And Yee. where am I? Well, I'm a couple hours south of Tampa, but we made the drive up. Uh, found some pretty good seats. Ended up sitting a few rows right in front of the pirate ship in Raymond James Stadium. Um, not something that I was aware of. Very similar to our Tim Tebow University of Florida Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. You know, the we kind of induction that we saw at you know, the LSU Florida game in 2018. Um, it was the John Lynch Hall of Fame uh, Ring of Honor game for the Buccaneers. So at halftime, uh, they revealed the John Lynch Hall of Fame 
uh, placard in the stadium, and he gave a short speech. Uh, it was just cool hearing, you know, from Derek Brooks uh, on the video board about him, seeing some of the John Lynch highlights. Uh, Warren Sapp and uh, Derek Brooks were both there uh, on the field with uh, John Lynch, and then Rondé Barber was up in the stands, I guess. And it was really cool when they talked about this moment. And John Lynch pointed up to the press box he was in and said, Rondé, this day is coming soon for you, man. And the stadium just went nuts. It was really sweet. But um, something that was also really sweet, just, I mean, it was just cool seeing Tom Brady live for the first time, you know, and and being in that stadium, um, taking it all in as the experience. Man, that was a lot of fun. That was a a fun stadium. That's a, um, a stadium that you can just go to and have a good time regardless of who you're, you know, a fan of. If you're just down to watch some football, um, I've never seen a stadium, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, soccer, whatever it is, I've never seen a stadium sell this much alcohol. It was absolutely every two feet. There was another stand, another set of six fridges with beers and coolers and this and that. Um, so it's definitely a party uh, okay. you know, in, in Raymond Davis. But it was also really cool, um, you know, that night, Mike Evans was tied for the most uh, touchdowns receptions in franchise history, and he ended up scoring a touchdown uh, later in the game. So we saw him um, with his, you know, what was it, three weeks, I think, after Tom broke the record, and then he gave the ball away for his 600th. Oh, yeah. And then, and then a couple weeks later, Mike Evans has his franchise-leading touchdown record um, touchdown. And he did not give that ball away. He was well aware of this record. So it was, uh, it was funny how things yeah, Funny how he knows people. about his record, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was cool, though. Uh, cool. Great experience. And I'm telling you guys, TCSN, you know, the network, you need to find a way to get us down there, all three of us. So sure. um, good time. Really happy that I was able to go, uh, being that was my first time going to Raymond James and something I've been looking forward to since – Back in 2001, when I went to the first training camp in uh, Orlando to see like Warren Sapp and those guys who ended up winning um, in 02. So it was, it was so really cool that I got to see that. 20 yeah. years in the making. There you go. Love years Warren Sapp. Fun fact I have the same birthday as Warren Sapp. That's exciting. Hell yeah. Had a Sports Illustrated kids poster of him on my wall back in the day. Just a beast. Nice. Absolutely He's a beast. dog. He's a dog. Doge? <clears throat> Speaking of dogs, yeah. dogs. I, hinted at, I hinted at it earlier The wow. Wagner family oh, Runs the two TV setup On Thanksgiving yes. Football on one And the Yukonuba dog show on the other And I'm pulling for my big dogs This year I don't want to see any of these Yorkies dude, dude. Poodles Maltese Boom. Don't give me any of that Those Boom. little carpets with legs bro I'm tired oh, of yippers. it. We're a Newfoundland family. Give us a big give, dog. Give me the big dog win. Oh, oh. Pulling for the big dogs this Thanksgiving. Wagner family is going to be showing out. Come on, big dogs. Come on, big dogs. Let's go. Um, that, that is a large dog, Doge. I just looked dog. it up because I didn't know what it was. We've, we've had Newfoundlands in the family, dude. They get large. Big pups. They are bears. Big pups. Speaking of bears, 
Last thing we got tonight. Uh, uh, I got no, nothing. Oh, I could go with that. Uh, You know what, Dill? Thank you. I'll just go give you one. Uh, Because I had something, but you know what? If he's going to go ahead and make my buzzer beater for me, why not? Matt Nagy came out today and said the rumors are not true. He will not be fired after the game tomorrow. So we'll see. But uh, what I was going to do for my buzzer beater, I want to tell you, that was... Pull a buzz read out of nowhere, folks. That's how you do it. Um, it just shouts out. One of my favorite times of the year. We're, we're the Euchre Tournament coming up. I got to get my cards ready. I've been playing a little bit. I haven't had a championship in a while. I haven't even been to the last table in a while. I'm getting upset about it. So, Hopefully, next time we come on the pod, I'm coming back here with the old wet bracelet World Euchre Tournament. Coming back with Cardinal B. Coldercock, the old trophy. So... We'll see, but uh, defending champ Mitch Butler, I believe this year, uh, he's gonna have a good showing. So we'll see what happens there. But you got to get that that quality drawing for the pairing. Listen, best partner I ever had was Grandpa. One, so I mean we got to get the duo back together. You guys do random drawing for that, right? It is random, so it's there's no. I I would like to see them, but it would make it tough because some people some teams are so dominant. To have the champs come back, like the little repeat action, but the ran- you sure. gotta do you gotta do random. You gotta do random, so just keep the tradition going. I think it works. Yep. I agree. So we're we're looking for a good time. It'll be a good time. But I I'm looking forward to bringing home some hardware there. There's one like uh I'm gonna I'm not gonna I forget who it is, but there's one family who has I think it's Paul. So don't quote me on this if you're listening to Uncle Tim. Um, but one family has never won. Like, the Butlers have won, the Pinchons have won, the Wrights have won, but the one guy, whatever, this is why it's bothering me, I can't think of who this is. But they have never won. Like, no matter, anybody in his lineage has not won. So it could be the year. Could be the year. Need it. Maybe I'll get Paul, I'm paired up with Paul, and then we're going, that's I mean, destiny. Team of destiny, Team of destiny. So. Yeah. We need it. Todd right there. Bunch of Todd right there. Big Todd vibes. I say you put me on a team with Grandma. I mean, look, hook, line, sinker. It's over, too. So, lock that in. We'll see. See what we're doing there. Should be a good time. But, uh, either way, we wanted to say for the Thanksgiving episode 104, we appreciate you being on, uh, Big Dilly, all the way from Tampa. Little vacay time. Yeah. Little uh appreciate you being on there, Dozier. As always. Gentlemen. Coming to me not as always from live at Club Dill. It's always a pleasure. It's even better when I get to hang here on the couch, get some kitty action with with Big Lou and Izzy, so Oh yeah. Always a good time. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, J C for coming on. Thank you, Polar Bear, for coming on. We appreciate it. This is Quack Quack, the Clubhouse.